Thank you for listening to Mailbox Money, your guided tour through safe, sacred, and speculative investing with a plan and a purpose to do more good with newfound peace of mind. All right, everybody, welcome to the first ever episode of Mailbox Money. I'm really excited to be here. Hopefully, after the end of the episode, we can get you to subscribe and you'll like it, but wait until the end of the episode to see if you like it. My name is Jackson Wood. I am a financial advisor with Freedom Day Solutions. I have been a financial advisor for my entire career. Um, I am excited to be here. I'm excited to be, this show has been in the works for quite some time, so I'm really excited to be bringing this to you. And I'm really excited that you now get to meet my uh, co-host and partner. My name is Wayne Kruger, and I am super excited to be here. Um, I started on Wall Street in 1996, and I was lucky enough to escape in 2006. And the founder of Freedom Day Solutions, portfolio manager on the equity side, Jackson and I are going to give you a full tour of everything we've learned and done firsthand, and I can't wait to share it. I'm really excited. So hopefully you can kind of get an understanding of what the term mailbox money uh, is already, but we're going to give you during episode one, a full tour mailbox money 101. If you're ever with Ryan uh, or me, you'll see us with mailboxes on our t-shirts. You'll see this big mailbox right here, logos mailbox. So what is mailbox money? Why we believe this is so important, what it is, how it benefits you, us professionally, our clients. We're going to walk through this mailbox money 101 and hopefully by the end of this, you have a clear understanding. Our goal here is to educate and help you, our listeners, understand more about mailbox money, more about finance, be able to do this all on your own, like Ryan said, a guided tour. So without delaying this anymore, this is my favorite topic of all time, if you can't tell. So Ryan, if you can explain to us what mailbox money is, why we have it on our shirts, why I have this mailbox on my bookshelf, and then we'll just kind of go from there. And every time it's going to be a raw conversation, and I'll prove it to start, Jackson. I did, you did not authorize this. You have not agreed to pay for this, but I am going to give one of those mailbox money hats to the most thoughtful first comment and or question we receive after this show. <laughs> yeah, there um, we go. And it's a client. It's a friend. It's an artist buddy of yours that said, it feels like everybody in the neighborhood with these red flags on the mailboxes with bills going out you guys showed me how to turn it around with a green flag pointing down the day that I finally had more coming in than going out, which we describe as Freedom Day, which I believe is better, healthier, more inspiring than any retirement, by the way, because it doesn't have to be an age that you right, wait yeah. for. It's pure math. Mailbox money is better math. It's a better mindset than any other investment idea, opinion, prediction in 26 years that I've been managing money. And mailbox money is multiple streams of income that arrive. You can hold it in your hand to know what's real. It's got to be balanced. It's got to have risk-free sources of income. And I'm talking everything from insured Social Security, Treasuries and Municipal Bonds, risk-free. If you don't have a corporate pension, we personally use 
personal pensions, all three of those sources are risk-free. And then you can add the key component, which you must have a rising stream of income and the best 200 plus year track record, unlike anything in the investment world is rising dividends. And that's the simple math of it. It's four plus streams. You cannot rely on one. You can't say, I'm willing to take all the risk or I don't want to take any risk. It's got to be multiple streams in our definition for mailbox money. So something you said there stood out to me and I think it's important to talk about. So it's not an age, it's not a prediction, it's not a number. So what, what we're really talking about here is everybody that wants to retire at some point and get to their freedom day needs to have diversified assets in these categories. They need to have risk-free insured money, which you said were municipal bonds or insured municipal bonds, cash, treasuries. They need to have income from some sort of pension or social security. If they have a corporate pension, um, you know, that's fantastic. I'll never have one of those, you know, just, they just don't really exist anymore. I think there's some study where it's like less than 8% of the population has a pension. So if you don't have that, you can create your own through a private pension. We'll talk about that more in detail. And then obviously rising dividends from an investment portfolio that pays you raises into your, you know, into your mailbox, into your bank account every month or every quarter. Um, and the combination of those are what we refer to as mailbox money. And what that does, what that unlocks is freedom, right? It, it unlocks retirement at any age. And whenever you get to build up these accounts to sufficient levels that all of a sudden you have more coming in and that mailbox flag goes from red to green and from up to down, uh, you're able to retire. And I think that that's really important because the entire the entire universe in terms of money is is split on the best way to manage portfolios and the best investments to hold. But how do you how do you really tie it down and, and focus in on what this actually means for for an individual, for, for the people that we work for and for the people that are listening to the podcast? And if some of that sounds beautifully boring, especially the risk free stuff, which is usually the biggest first mindset shift for folks that we talk to, um, they have far, far, far less removed from risk than they either think or they should. It should be beautifully boring. And it doesn't limit you because when you have those first four very liquid, which is an underrated aspect of investment income, you don't have to repair roofs for mailbox money. Then you absolutely allow yourself to look at real estate, farmland, private businesses, extra. That's why we say four. Digital four. assets. But that, that first thing's first. And I'm going to give a sneak preview to one of our favorite upcoming episodes. Of all the investment questions in the world that we're inundated with, there are only two that matter. Two. Am I going to be okay? And how much is enough? The only way you're going to be able to answer that first question is if you have some assets removed from harm's way, providing income. How much is enough? rising incomes that can give you annual pay raises that far outpace inflation every year in the form of dividends. All right. So I was a soccer coach for my son's soccer team and we were picking a name and I, I voted 
as the soccer coach, I, I said I should be able to pick the name of the, the team here. We're going to be called the Dividends. And uh, they all hated it. We ended up becoming the Supersonics. But Dividends, uh, an old-fashioned word that is near and dear to my heart, near and dear to your heart, let's jump in and start talking about rising dividends and what that does for a retirement portfolio and why we believe that rising dividends are important, not just dividends, not because not all dividends, not all company dividends are created equal. So rising dividends and the mailbox math, let's, let's jump into that and start talking about why. And of the three, I think that that's the least boring component, right? This is really exciting to me. We, we run a portfolio, you run a portfolio of, of companies that pay rising dividends. So I want to talk about why we believe that is such a key part or, or one of the pillars here in your Freedom Day plan. It is first and foremost better math. And, and we'll talk and we'll continue to talk um, and evangelize about better math. And we're removing friction points. We're removing costs with all these different products based on predictions. Um, it, but it is a mindset shift and it does not grab everybody that thinks I'm supposed to be doing something to save to get to a million dollars or a hundred thousand dollars or I need to get to ten million dollars. What what I want to do is buy future streams of income ahead of time at a discount. And and that's what dividends are. What can this kick off to me in passive income in five years or in ten years? And that mindset shift um, starts to unlock all sorts of other opportunities where we can take even more risk, which we'll talk about in other episodes. But when you all of the sudden are the only one in that neighborhood, not just with the green flag pointed down to the cool hat, but everybody else's plan, and I mean everybody's, the most sophisticated on Wall Street is based on withdrawing at some point hopes for appreciation and or some of your principal it begs the question to me, the day I got married, the stock market was the same place 12 years later. If I'm withdrawing principal or appreciation, every one of those plans are doomed to fail. Um, rising dividends throughout that entire period of time can be completely unaffected by a stock market that's going up, down, or nowhere for longer periods of time than a lot of people believe. The better math, and, and, and all of a sudden not even counting on any of the appreciation, which will come. And just as a side note here, I'm gonna attack my own, uh, uh, contradict myself here when I just give a little bit of background. While I say I personally don't count on any appreciation and none of our plans are using withdrawals of that, we're just purely focused on income. The very fact since the day I was born, 1973, dividend growers have outpaced non-dividend paying stocks in the S&P, and those are some of the most popular high-tech, high-flyers, at a 13 to 1 ratio, and that we're not counting on any of that appreciation, that's a pretty good tailwind to have at your back. Yeah, so I want to I spend some time here dissecting this a little bit. So when, when you're setting up a retirement plan, the the advisor or you know, the, the person that's retiring, the investor has to decide how they're going to structure this. And I want to make it crystal clear that, that we believe in holding companies that have rising dividends. There are lots of different ways to talk about or that other people will use to, to gauge. And they'll say, okay, I've got a portfolio of X amount of dollars. 
um, what's a safe amount for me to pull out of this account each year? And what that relies on is data that we have, you know, 100 years worth of data. And they, they go through and they run these tests and they run these analysis and they say, okay, you can safely pull X percent of your portfolio out per year. But what that requires is not only growth in the share price, high interest rates from bonds, you know, multiple things that we could talk about um, that are different now than, than they've ever been before. And so you're building into your plan. If you're planning this way with the safe withdrawal rate, you're saying, you know, I think things will continue to be like they were in the past and I can safely pull out this amount. Our approach is we don't want to count on a penny of appreciation. And the mailbox math says you don't need to count on a penny of appreciation because if you focus in and you filter out bad companies and you only own these good companies that are paying you dividends, but not only paying a dividend, but increasing that dividend over time, you can count on income from your portfolio, mailbox money, checks to the bank. I'd like to get a, I'd like to get an actual physical check one these days to my, to my mailbox instead of a digital one. Um, you can count on that to live on, but you don't have to, you don't have to count on the fact that the, the stock market is going to go up because dividends will be paid out regardless of what, you know, the market does. Of course, they can cut the dividend, but I think it's interesting to talk about. And one of the things I love the most about dividends is if you own good companies, they make the world go round. They still share their profits with their shareholders, regardless of what the, the economy is doing or, or what, what's happening in, you know, certain sectors or, or what. So I, I think it's important to draw kind of that line and, and divide our approach compared to what you see elsewhere. And it makes me feel really good that we don't have to count on appreciation. But then what you said is these dividend growers, it's almost like we're cheating a little bit because not only do they provide that, that safe income for us and we can count on it, but the stock price performs better than the divid, than the non-dividend payers, right? And that's that holy grail of a chart that we can, we can post a, a link to. But Am I understanding that right? And is that how you boil it down to the person that's listening to the podcast or for the person that's listening to this or watching it? Sharing is what we've listened and learned ourselves. And over 200 years, dividends have been paid. Nothing else in the investment world has that track record. You can hold it in your hand to know it's real. There is no other investment metric that you can read or learn about that shares that in common. And what I'm most excited and why we wanted to do this show is you can do some of this on your own, and we want to share every page in our playbook. We will absolutely offer fully guided tours and open our team for anybody that wants help. But you can do that. What's most exciting to me and why there are no black boxes, there are no algorithms needed. You don't need a Ph.D. You can literally use the back of an envelope and a pencil. And to share with you my favorite, to keep in the back of your mind math, and then you can do this on your own right now is I call it Yogi Berra math. Um, everybody knows all of his quotes. Very few people know his batting average, which I know because <laughs> I'm a baseball nerd. And I thought this oddly shaped 5'7 man who turned into the winningest all-time World Series player and coach um, was so cool. And his nickname was so cool. Most people don't even know his name was Lawrence. Um, <laughs> he, used, he used to live down the road from me here in Houston later when he was managing. He batted 285 for his career. Let's just take that simple, humble number. And if you start with a 2% dividend, 
if it is growing at least 8% per year. The dividend companies that Jackson and I hold happen to be double that. Let's just be conservative and humble. 8% a year in eight years, no matter how old you are, in eight years, that portfolio with modest starting numbers is kicking off to you. Your dividend yield on your original cost is 5% and growing per year. So 285, 2% dividend growing at 8% annually. In only eight years with modest numbers, a 5% yield on cost and rising, you with the back of an envelope have something that no financial plan with a withdrawal rate of three or 4%, all based on predictions, which is our entire industry. You beat them, you're done. And it's rising next to your risk-free. That's what I like about the mindset shift too. If you wait, and there definitely takes a little patience involved here, um, that your mailbox math, your own mailbox math, and pretty soon, by the way, that'll be nine, that'll be 10. We'll have double digit, double digit percent annual yield. Yeah, I, I, I don't even know what to say every time I think about that mailbox math, because that is the most powerful math. That's why I basically begged you to let me join the firm. <laughs> like I, that is the holy grail of retirement planning. And the earlier that you start in your 30s, 40s, 50s, you skip, it, it, but the earlier that you start, the higher your yield on cost becomes. And I'm reminded of the Warren Buffett story of his investment into Coca-Cola. And he, he made an original investment and he waited he just held it, pays a dividend. But now every time Coke pays a dividend, his annual yield on cost is over 50% of his original investment. So this is so powerful. This 285 number, I, I need to like get a, I need to get some artwork and just have 285 because 2% yield, a, a starting yield of 2%, there are a lot of companies that yield higher than that, right? And so why not just chase the highest yield to boost this math? Like, why wouldn't we look for companies that yield five or six? Why is it important that we filter? Because not all dividends are created equal. Why is it important that we filter and find these companies that are going to play into this this math here? Because couldn't you boost? Couldn't you boost this yield on cost over after eight years if you found one that started if if its starting yield was six percent? It's a great question. You could apply it universally to all sorts of fixed income deals and products. The higher the yield, the more red flags. Um, the simple answer, and we'll get into, we'll go deep into the weeds and dividends in future episodes, but those are ones that are likely to be cut. We don't want a simple high yield. We want a yield that is growing every single year because the sneak preview of all of this, this is not a pledge of allegiance to dividends or risk-free source of income, the whole reason for this is the folks that we serve and that we're gonna share right here. The sneak preview of this is your Freedom Day. When your rising income stream, along with risk-free income, exceeds all of your annual expenses with a cash bucket of contingencies for unplanned expenses, when it exceeds your annual expenses, you have reached your Freedom Day. 
which is completely transformative. And I can't wait. We're going to share live examples of what that unlocks. And my biggest, I think the biggest complaint or counter that I not only want to attack, but I feel like an evangelist about is, oh, that sounds dividends and income. That's too conservative. It's somehow limiting. I, I want the big gains. What your Freedom Day will do when you can calculate in advance of when that will be, it actually unlocks the ability to take even more risk, which we're going to look forward to discussing, which is why you're here. I wanted to partner with you at least as much as you wanted to partner with me because we have some excited speculative investments. But first things first. And our, 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 we mutually admire Jocko. I love the quote of what we all want is freedom. What we need is discipline. Right. If you get that discipline plan first, then you can unlock the ability to take 100% of what's left over and risk it in any number of speculative investments. So that would be one of my biggest messages that I hope is an eyebrow raiser that I've lived and I've seen too many examples. It's not limiting. It unlocks more creativity and speculation and in your life too, what you can do with your time. And that's what this all should be about to begin with. Yeah, that that's a big shift for people is if you set your portfolio up with math on your side and you can show that you're mathematically that you're going to be okay. Do I have enough and am I going to be okay? The rest of the money that's not devoted to that plan that helps you sleep well at night and, and gives you a roof over your head forever you can do whatever you want with it. You can, you're free to speculate. You're free to, you know, chase the, the high inside fastball and you slam it out of the park. Like you can do anything you want with that money. If you get it right, it sweetens the overall deal and you're that much better. You've got that much of a better financial position. If you get it wrong, which speculative investments are wrong sometimes, you're still sleeping well at night and you've got the freedom to try again and to try something different. And so, it was, you know, I spent years of my career searching for the best approach and how do we, how do we structure assets? How do we put these plans together in a way that accomplishes the goals? And this one, maybe I'm biased, but it is fantastic. It's simple. The math is on your side and it unlocks the ability to give more, to take more risk, to buy digital assets, to buy farmland, to start a business in your 50, whatever it is. But you've got math on your side. You've got the numbers here, and you've got a portfolio of fantastic companies. You've got a big old bucket of safe money. Um, if something goes wrong, like it just connects all the pieces here, and and that is our mission: is to help people understand this and do this for themselves. Hire us for the full guided tour, whatever. But the idea is to help people get closer and closer to their freedom day, so that they can live life on their own terms and do what they want. I will make one final point that anybody can utilize. And as a portfolio manager, I love uncrowded, unfair advantages, but they're hard to find. And, and, and here is yours. Anybody that's listening to this, if you establish and believe in mailbox money, this last piece, which we'll talk about much, much more, when you do speculate or put the rest at risk, you have given yourself the most uncommon advantage of not using scared money. When anything stocks, real estate, venture capital, anything, when it crashes, it's scared money that is over levered that has to sell, it's forced selling. You will be in the very unusual position of not using money that you need to eat on that is part of your plan. 
So I, dare I say that that is the opposite of overly conservative. You are able to be even more aggressive with the right kind of money if you believe in mailbox money. And I've just got a career and a family and a business with you devoted to it. So, you know, I believe in it. <laughs> I'm with you. I do, too. It uh, it's fantastic. And the, and the best thing is it works in all sizes, um, works for anybody. You know, everybody's got different expenses and, and whatever, but the math is there and it gives you step by step how much you need to save when you're good. And those are the two questions. Do I have enough and am I going to be OK? How much is enough? Then the rest is up to you. you but the, the, the thing is, you don't even if, if you don't like the idea of speculative investing and really aggressive growth investing, you don't have to. Right. You can afford to not do that and sit on the sidelines or, or pursue your passion or whatever. It, it's unbelievably powerful. Um, and the goal of the show, just to reiterate this, is to help everybody that's listening or watching be able to do this for themselves and understand this because it takes the fear out of money and it makes it exciting. It makes it fun. Um, and to me, it's changed my life and my clients. It's just incredible. So I love it. Anything else we want to wrap up with before we uh, before we end the show here? We're going to keep this tight, and I can't wait already to do the next one and share more. We ain't going anywhere. Reach out and let us know how we can help. We'll answer any questions. Um, and I thanks to you uh, to launch this idea. I cannot wait to be your wingman every episode. Appreciate it. We'll see who gets the hat because we already have some. I got one in every color, so we'll get, get, get some hats out. All right, guys, we'll see you later. This show is brought to you by Freedom Day Solutions, LLC, a registered investment advisory firm advising individuals and families nationwide. Performance is not guaranteed and past results are not necessarily indicative of future performance. To learn more, visit freedomdaysolutions.com. This show contains general information that is not suitable for everyone and was shared for informational purposes only. Any forward-looking statement or opinion expressed is subject to change without notice. Nothing contained herein constitutes investment, legal, tax, or other advice, nor is it to be relied on in making investment or other decisions. Clients of Freedom Day Solutions may hold positions in the securities discussed.